Welcome to Cellmates. Oh, welcome to Cellmates. I'm Kate Phillips. I'm Dick Ward. And we are a podcast that takes two animated movies and we compare them, contrast them, slap them inside a Venn diagram and see what comes out. Uh, Often these two animated movies are Disney. But not always. Often they are musicals. But not always. Often they are good. But not always. So uh, you ready to start? Um, I thought we did. Like, like on your mark. Isn't that the beginning? Get set. Yeah. Uh, mount onto the podcast. Is that a thing people say? <laughs> do, do people say uh, on your mark get set mount onto the podcast? They do now. They do now. That's mm. right. Dick, what are you drinking? Well, I noticed that our mugs are themed. They're both Santa Claus mugs, so I assume that this ties into our movies in some way. Well, Dick, let me tell you <laughs> that uh, those reindeers don't let just anyone ride them. Mm. Oh. So what I'm drinking is like, we call, it's like a green tea and some peaty, it's like a Port Charlotte peaty whiskey. Yeah, it's essentially a toddy. Yeah, uh, but we found... For we, a couple of reasons. You found a drink. I did. I found a drink called Back in the Saddle. That mixed whiskey with a tea, I think a Chinese tea. They told me to look in an Asian market and I didn't have time for that. But it's a tea that is that has like leathery and tobacco-y notes and has a very smoky flavor. So kind of like a saddle. Like, like a, leathery, a saddle. Yeah. So this is just a, a saddle toddy. Toddy saddle. Yep. Toddle. Why else are we drinking a toddle? Well, <laughs> We're drinking it because uh, a saddle could be something that you use to ride a beast. Yes. Maybe it's tamed. <clears throat> Maybe it's never been tamed. Maybe it will only be tamed by the chosen rider. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe. Uh, they're also pretty good if you're getting over a cold. Yeah, which I am. So. Didn't you play Toddle? To- uh, are you... Trying to say that Toddle sounds like the name of one of Tevye's daughters yes. in Fiddler on the Roof? No. There's Hoddle. That's so close. It is close, but it's not really spelled the same. There's Zeitel, which does start with a T. There's Chava. There's Schwinza. And then there's Bielka, the eight-year-old daughter who I have played twice. <laughs> both at age 14, at age, and at, at age 20. <laughs> You're welcome. Both times... I was told by audience members that some people there thought I was brought in by the local elementary school. Good job. It's good acting is what it is. That's right. Um, I have never been more excited and more instantaneously disappointed when I found out that Fiddler on the Roof, which I have not seen, has a character named Laser Wolf, (laughs) who is in fact not a mechanical wolf that shoots lasers. He's just a guy. Yeah, nothing to do with lasers or wolves. Such a letdown. But um, back to our toddle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> our hot toddle. Uh, you might use a saddle to ride a horse, like Ooh. Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Now, Kate, let me tell you, I, uh, I've ridden a horse. I don't, don't much care for it, but I've still got this saddle. I want to ride something else. Well, Dick, 
may I teach you how to train your dragon? I don't know. I can't. I am not. Oh, okay. um, I'm not was, in the movie, but we're talking about the movie. Okay. I was pretty excited about learning how to train my dragon. Well, have you seen the movie? Yes. <laughs> it's not about that. Neither. I just, I, okay. So first off, yes, we're doing Spirit, Guardian of the Stallion, Stallion of the Cimarron. I'm going to have to look at the words every single time. And How to Train Your Dragon. Two movies that that are that are really interesting and cool and good generally. And have terrible names. Yeah, the names don't have a lot to do with the contents, but we'll talk about that um, as we uh, move on. We have to thank our friend Hannah. Well, she's... A a, real friend? She's an internet friend (gasps) of the podcast. Yes. uh, Fake friend uh, and listener. Hannah reached out to us on Twitter with these two movies, um, and they're related to the trope, Only the Chosen May Ride. Mm. Uh, So you know, untamable, quote-unquote, entities that do that that choose for themselves who yeah. they will let kind of into their Who's the world. Who's the special. And ride the, yes, yeah. who is the special, if you will. So yeah. thank you, Hannah, for this pairing. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank yeah. you for engaging with us on social media. And telling us about, uh, telling about us to all your friends and family and loved ones and um, and by the way, if you'd like to uh, submit an episode uh, suggestion, uh, you can do so on Facebook. Cellmates Podcast. Or you could do it on Twitter. Cellmates Podcast. You could do it on email. Cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website to link to our Twitter. Yeah, to but link our website to, is uh, cellmatespodcast.com. That's what we call good branding. Mm-hmm. Mm. It mm. means that that. Uh, domain was not taken by anyone yet, and so we went with it as the name of our podcast. That's correct. Ooh, that uh, hissing sound that you may or may not hear uh-huh. means it's the advent of winter, and we can't control the radiators in our apartment. Um, please ignore. Just surprise. Like we, we live in New York. Surprise. Um, yeah, so, we can. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So these movies, uh, Spirit the Horse, uh, is the untamable beast in that one. Uh, Toothless, the dragon, the Night Fury is the counterpart in How to Train Your Dragon. And we had not seen, well, we'll I guess we'll get to it, but we were looking, We both of these titles had come up in our previous conversations about yeah. what to pair together, but uh, Hannah put the pieces together for us, so we're excited to yeah. get to these two movies. So uh, let's start by talking about the first movie we watched was a spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. It's so, yeah. I keep wanting to say like Spirit Guardian of Gahul or something. It's, well, yeah, and you would hope that the movie does more to explain the title, and it doesn't. It does not. It's just really bad for people like with lisps, like me, like Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. It's it's a rough one. Not as bad as like Sushi Sushi. Well, Uh, for me, I can't say those two, that word twice in a row. Sushi Sushi. Well, okay, you're better than me. So that's a different. Sushi. That's a different uh, right. speech impediment, I guess. Fancy. Um, so yeah, Dick, you mm. said we saw this earlier of the two. Uh, what, what is your earliest encounter with spirit? Yeah, like not at all until like <laughs> a week ago, two weeks ago. I had heard of it. I had seen of it. I probably saw a trailer for it. I I had not seen this movie. I didn't really hear about it. Uh, outside of like probably a trailer back mm-hmm. when I was going to see a movie like every week. Um, that's that's it. Uh, I knew it was a movie. 
and there was a horse in it. Uh-huh. And he was potentially the guardian of the Cimarron. Yeah. Yeah, that's about my knowledge, too. It was on Netflix for a very long time, and mm. I feel like it just came up in passing a lot, and I remember thinking it was a long, ridiculous name then. Yeah. Uh, but it stuck out because it was a long and ridiculous name. Did we have to move? Did we have to rent this? Or was this on we, Netflix for it was on. It's on Hulu now. It's on Hulu. No, yeah. we did have to rent this. Yeah. The sequels. Yeah, because How to Train Your Dragons sequels, sequels are on Sequels are on Hulu. Or Netflix. No, the original's on Hulu. The se- anyway, I there's think a we lot of There's movie. a lot of this. Both of these IPs are on streaming services, but not the original movies themselves. Yeah, you have to, you have to do yep. a rent them up. Yep. We like Voodoo for that. Boop. We do. Hmm. Shout out to Voodoo if you can get anything free for us. Yep. Uh, cool. So that's what we knew about Spirit. Yeah. Um, I guess... Yeah. yeah. This would be the time that you said... Yeah. A cookie timer. I guess I have to do this now. Um, so we do two-minute plot summaries of, of the films that we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. And we set what we lovingly refer to as a cookie timer. It's just the Apple uh, timer ringer circuit, but we have a cookie song that goes with it because your, we your can. Your family would sing yeah. cookies are done? Is that the yeah. deal? It was just one part. time, so it's an inside joke forever. Yeah. That's how my family works. W- one thing happened once. Yep. We will reference it for the rest of our lives. Rest of time. All right. <laughs> I. All right. Yep. My, my racehorse is ready. You it's the, not a racehorse. Are you horse. at the starting gate? I'm at the starting gate. Are you ready to not be captured by any people's? Champ at the bit. I don't know. We'll see if I can. All right. All right. One, Here two, three. I go. go. So uh, there's this horse, right? And he's yes. like alpha horse of his tribe. Um, and they have a good time being horses, but, uh, oh no, he finds another horse, but these horses are not like having a good time. They're like captured or something. And then they, he stumbles upon this like colony of humans and the humans, uh, take him in as captive. What? And, um, he, he basically like his, his tribe runs away. He gets to save them, but he has to... Uh, be part of this colony and so this like colonial dude uh is like no i'm gonna break this horse he will be one of my horses but uh this horse has other ideas and like tries to rebel and doesn't do the things but then eventually he gets uh worn down but not before he meets um an indigenous person named he he names himself a little creek he is a lakota a member of the Lakota tribe, and he's also been captured by these um, settlers, and they seem to have maybe some similar spirits Ooh. inside them, but they, they disconnect. Um, but anyway, the horse gets tamed, but oh no, the horse gets free because he rebels, and then the yes. Little Creek rides him out, and then he's with the Lakota, but uh-oh, the Lakota keep horses too. That's oh. not what this horse is used to. But he meets a nice girl horse, and um, they develop a relationship, but he won't let Little Creek ride him, and Little Creek knows that, and he's like, cool, you're not going to... I'm not going to ride you. But the settlers come attack the camp. And then the little creek is like, no, I need to ride you. And he's like, nope. And he escapes again, the horse. And then the horse gets captured again. This happens like five times. The horse he gets works, captured a lot. Yeah, he works for a train at some point <laughs> And like 
cat like makes free. makes horses go free. But anyway, in a dire moment, um, he, he's about to run away from the Lakota forever with his horse bride, and the Lakota say that's okay. But then they get uh, attacked one more time, and he does have to let Little Creek ride him. Oh, he only chooses him, but then he gets to live free with his wife horse. Yes, that's true. Little Little Creek's like trying to ride him this whole time. Yeah. Um, you, you were very cocky before this episode started when we were deciding what movies we would summarize. And you were like, I can summarize spirit in like 20 seconds. Yeah, I can. Horse gets captured again and again and again. Little Creek rides him at the end. Otherwise, I'm not, nothing really happens. That's pretty, that's pretty fair. But he gets to roam free at the end. And then Little Creek gives him the name of spirit. He doesn't have a name this whole movie. He's just horse we know you, so it's i find it interesting that when talking about this whole movie you mentioned little creek you mentioned spirit you mentioned what's her name rain is girl i horse. guess her name is rain but we never know that to mention the main character of this movie uh, the cimarron uh brian adams brian <laughs> who has brian like, adams like i it's maybe like 10 songs in the movie it's it's a strangely large number of songs so it's but, like six of them are in the first twenty minutes. So it's one of those movies. It's a it's a Phil Collins style where like the singer who has like composed the songs for the movie is singing the songs. Mm-hmm. No one they're they're non diegetic. Mm-hmm. No one in the movie is singing the songs, but they all like some of the Brian Adams song are like slightly westerny. Some of them or like really work. wanted dead or alive type yeah. style, and those work. And then some of them are just Brian Adams, and they do not work. But yeah, they're very front loaded. There is like a ten minute period where it's just like song, song ends, song, yeah, we were, song ends, we were song. It was like we is this Fantasia? After after like the first couple songs, we're like, oh, this is going to be like a little bit happens, and then there's a music video, and then a little bit happens, and there's yeah. But after like the fifth or sixth song. It's just a movie for a while until Brian Adams pops back in. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, Brian Adams is There's here. There's like an entire album on this movie. It was weird. I'm not sure that it ever uh, added value in a way that nothing else could have. I, uh, I don't know. It could have just been instrumental. I think that would have been fine. I think, I think his song during the... Uh, so the, the, you said the, the like people that capture him initially, yeah. you describe them as like settlers or something, but they're like, they're civil war era, revolutionary no, so war it's era. The, it's what's referred to in history as the Indian Wars. Uh, so it's like the settlers are moving West yeah. and trying to push indigenous populations off their land because that's what we do in well, this not, country. Not trying to, they do. Yeah. It. Well, yeah. Spoiler alert for Pocahontas. Mm. Um, no, but yeah, uh, it's it's interesting because that I like in general that that sequence is is strong, yeah. Because you've got characters and and stuff, but you've also like the Brian Adams song when the general is trying to ride Spirit, yeah. And Spirit is like no, or everyone's trying that, to ride Spirit. Spirit's the like Colonel. No. Sorry, yeah, but <laughs> like all these people are trying to ride him, and Spirit's like no, you're yeah. gonna ride me. That song worked. It is. It's really like you ain't well. gonna ride me or something yeah. like that, or it's you like, ain't you gonna get ain't me. You ain't gonna put your feet in my saddle. Something like that. The lyrics are not as specific as Phil Collins and Brother Bear, but they're like just specific enough 
that at you're like, times. this song would sound weird out of context. Yeah, at times there are moments, at times there are moments, at times there are lyrics that are a little too spot on. But yeah, it's not, it's not Brother Bear and it's not Cars. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah. yeah. This town had its lights on, now it doesn't. Click, lights go off. Sometimes cars aren't so happy, but sometimes cars are happy. I, I don't know why I'm doing it in a Toby Keith voice, but that's what's happening. Yeah. But in general, this movie is more, I think, atmospheric mm. than about the specific plot. Yeah. And it's kind of just one big character arc. But, but he ends up the way he started, which is roaming free. Maybe in the Cimarron, the we word Cimarron, Cimarron is. is never, ever mentioned you in the entire up. movie. Yeah, it's, so the closest, so yeah, it's not like one region, it's not like a desert, it is several deserts, it is several cities in the West, oh. like several cities are just named this, like, I don't know, like another name of a city, like Arrowhead or something, yeah. but like. Springfield. The only real definition or like Racist. link that I could find to the movie was that it's a Spanish word that kind of ties to being like wild or unruly. Mm. So if it's spirit stallion of the wild, that makes sense. Oh. But the word Cimarron is never, they never once say brought up. Um, you said, uh, uh, I have one more question for you and then... We'll we'll get on to our next. I am the spirit stallion of the Cimarron expert um, here. Yes, uh, no. You, you said that this movie is more um, atmospheric, mm-hmm. and it's uh, not necessarily about a story from A to B. It's kind of a journey. Mm-hmm. Did this remind you anything of like the Miyazaki films that we've watched, which have a which have like a similar like? Um, it's not necessarily about the A to B story. Yeah, I guess. I didn't put that together as I was watching it, mm-hmm. um, but I guess that's true. It was it was more grounded in you know reality yeah. than a typical Miyazaki. But yeah, there was kind of a lot of loops in it mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, we're getting this point, but we're seeing a slightly different angle on it. Yeah, I don't know if it was as carefully constructed as a Miyazaki, sure. um, but it was. Didn't we we watch this like on a Saturday morning? Didn't we or afternoon? Yeah. And it felt very appropriate for oh, just like a so... daytime movie. Yeah. You, you know how like Saturday morning and like um, I'm a big fan of the the podcast We Hate, Ugh, we Hate Movies and they'll like talk about a movie they've watched and they'll be like, yeah, this isn't a good movie, but this is a good hangover movie. Mm. Spirit is like slow moving. It's like a lot of music. It's not a lot of dialogue. It, you don't have to pay attention too much. It is a great, like, Saturday morning, like, wake up and be lazy. It's mm-hmm. a great hangover movie. Like, absolutely. And some beautiful animation. The horses are oh, animated yeah. beautifully. The backgrounds are lovely. The scene, there's one bit where they're, like, going through, I don't know, uh, like, Bryce Canyon yeah. or, or, or something. And it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's like a, a chase yeah. scene yeah. through there. And, it's, yeah, lovely. So, so what's the other movie we watch? Well, the other movie is How to Train... Your dragon. Oh. Not your horse. Oh. Your dragon. Oh. Yeah. Uh, cool. Kate, what's your first experience with this movie? I um, I think I dismissed this when it came out as like, mm. this movie isn't for me. I don't really like 
fantasy dragon stuff in general. Yeah. So uh, this isn't for me, and it's DreamWorks, so it's probably pretty dumb. Um, but the more it exists in life, the more people tell me like, oh, no, 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 this is like good DreamWorks. Like there's DreamWorks and then there's good DreamWorks. These are both DreamWorks, right? These are both DreamWorks, Which yeah. I didn't really realize until today. Yeah, Spirit is mostly 2D, but it's got a lot of CGI in mm-hmm. terms of like the special effects and backgrounds. Um, and how to train your dragon is traditional CGI. Full C- traditional CGI. Well, tra- yeah. No, I'm, it's, it's I'm coining true. the term. That is true. All right. Cool. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I get the hype. It's, it, it is, it's different than Shrek for yeah. sure. That's, <laughs> that's true. Even though there's a lot of Scottish accents. Yeah. Uh huh. It's a very different movie. Yeah. No. Uh, Dick, what's your history with how to train your dragon? Uh, same. I had heard a lot of people tell me that this is a good movie and I should see it and it's great. And I was like, no, no, thank you. Because, uh, again, DreamWorks uh, doesn't have as strong a uh, reputation with yeah. uh, Dick Wards. Uh, and the title of this is dumb. Yeah. Uh, like, To be it, fair, it comes from a book. They didn't make it up. Well, they could have made it up. A lot of things change their titles when it goes from books to be a better title. Um, but yeah, like this isn't really about how to train a dragon. Uh, no, but I think it's the... It's kind of like how to be f- friends with a dragon. I think the conceit, this is a series of books. Yeah. And each one is how to something. And they're written by our main character. And they're, who's like a teenage boy. Yeah. So... And they're YA novels. Yeah. Which are now titled the same as mystery novels, where it's like... The cat who saw in the dark. The cat who <laughs> ate a cookie. The cat who did this. So yeah. these are like how to tame a, how to train your dragon. How to tame a dragon's heart. How yeah. to eat a dragon's egg. How to oh. whatever. Oh boy. Yeah, maybe not that. He gets violent. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets hungry. Um. So yeah, it, I I like I honestly just overlooked it because the title made it seem like it's like a, a kids movie. Fair. Which I understand. Yeah. We make a podcast where we mainly watch kids movies. Well, like what could be described as kids movies. movies. They appeal to children. but they, okay. okay, but we did watch the Care Bears. We did watch Wonderland, the Care Bears in Wonderland. And it was. And My Little Pony. Yeah. One of our favorite surprises of this whole podcast. Uh, all right. Yeah. Dick, are you ready? Oh my God. So ready. I even have um, a list of the characters' names. See, I should have done notes. I should have done notes for mine. Well, you have three characters' names. Well, yeah, but anyway, I just don't want to say our hero because I think I do that a lot. That's fair. And our hero, by the way, is named Hiccup Horrendous Haddock, also known as Triple H. Ah. Dick, you ready to teach us how to summarize your dragon? Yes. And go. Okay, so uh, Hiccup is this like kind of like nerdy uh, kid, and he lives in a village of giant, strong Viking men, and he is supposed to like fight dragons. That's what basically everyone in the village does. They either fight dragons or make stuff to help people fight dragons. Uh, and he wants to fight a dragon, but he's scrawny, and he comes up with like these inventions uh, to help him fight the dragons, uh, and eventually. 
Uh, he does. He shoots down uh, a night terror. Night fury. Night fury, which is the... <laughs> That's a different thing. Uh, he shoots down a night fury, which is like the spookiest, scariest dragon that no one has ever seen because it's so fast and quick. Uh, and then he goes and finds it. And like he kind of becomes its friend uh, yeah. after he doesn't kill it and then it doesn't kill him. Hey. They're like, hey, we have something in common. We didn't get murdered by each other. Um, he like fashions like the dragon is injured so he fashions like a new tail for it or a new tail part and then he like puts a saddle on it and starts to ride it or tries to ride it the dragon's like no and he's like yes please uh and eventually he does and he and the dragon become friends well uh hiccup's dad uh stoic is like on this whole quest to find the dragon's nest and kill them because dragons, uh, in his mind, are bad guys and not just like kind of friendly animals who occasionally have to eat. Um, and <laughs> it turns out this dragon's nest, um, Hiccup goes to the dragon's nest on the back of Toothless, who is the name of his dragon, and he sees that there's a giant mega dragon Whoa. in the middle of the nest. So, uh, oh my God, I did not do a good job of summarizing okay, this. Keep going. Uh, so Hiccup uh, has to convince the village that dragons are not evil and he has to show off that he can beat dragons but like not by killing them and he has to convince his dad not to lock up toothless and they all kind of like his dad takes toothless to the dragon's nest because hiccup accidentally says where the dragon's nest is and then they all fight the dragon the giant mega dragon who's a bad guy and Hiccup's friends are also on dragons. There's a lot that happens in this movie. And then dragons become friends slash friend pets, pets of yeah. the community instead of enemies. He's he's my friend and slave. Yeah. I own him. We should probably watch the movies closer to us recording this so we actually remember the plots to I summarize. I absolutely remembered the plot. Oh, good. I didn't, so that was why oh. I failed. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely remembered the plot. It was just... Uh, a lot of, uh, it's a lot of plot. There's a lot of threads, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily feel that way in the movie. No, it, in the movie, it just feels like it, the pacing of this movie is really like spot on. It's nice. Yeah. There's like, not a scene where you get done with it and you feel like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I guess that scene's in there. Like every scene is teaching you something or like exposing you to more information that you yeah. need and... Um, it's a it's a really ninety eight minute movie, hmm. and it uses that time yeah well, and that's um so this movie is directed by the Lilo and Stitch guys mm-hmm. Chris Dan- Chris Sanders and Dean du- Dubois Dubois um, Dubois and they are they they start in animation as storyboard artists mm-hmm. for Disney um so they're so I feel like when you're talking about this movie is very tightly. Plotted and paced, that's, that directly speaks to their experience. And we, we just watched uh, part of a behind-the-scenes feature mm-hmm. um, where we found out that, that they were brought on. Like, So not only is this based on a book, but they were brought on after a lot of this movie had been like pre-produced. Yeah. Like, a lot of the characters were already like created, so they're like not going to change the character look. They're not going to change... 
certain things, but they've still got to change the story to make it work. It was basically the story wasn't working. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think the director was fired or left the project or something, or it went through a couple and then ended up with them. Yeah. So it's interesting to watch them and we'll, we'll link this on the social medias, but, um, highly recommend it. Really, and we we still need to finish it because mm-hmm. we just had to record tonight, but <laughs> otherwise we would have finished it. Um, but it's fascinating for them to talk about this from, you know, from big picture stuff to like minute scenes and mm-hmm. how they, you know, bounce ideas back and forth off each other. And it's really like the best idea in the room wins. There's no, there doesn't seem to be a lot of ego, at least in the videos that we're seeing. And yeah. Really cool uh, documentation Very of that creative process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we make fun of him a lot, but Jeffrey Katzenberg has some shining moments. You know what? As yeah, as like he's he's a ridiculous man. As funny as water is blue, guys, and we should cut part of your world because a kid <laughs> dropped their popcorn. Like as dumb as he started, but he knows movies. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that the I I mean I don't think it's just random correlation that Jeffrey Katzenberg is associated with like the four highest acclaimed movies of the renaissance and prince of egypt and Mm -hmm. this like and shrek Mm -hmm. and you know hotel transylvania or something but like no that's not dreamworks is it no i don't know um anyway he's got some flops too but the the guy knows storytelling flips and flops yeah oh cool um so um our our uh characters who choose their writers yeah um we got Spirit, yeah. or No Name, in mm-hmm. the first one. We got Toothless, mm-hmm. who also doesn't have a name until his chosen writer kind of makes one up on the spot. And it, it's not really clear that's his name for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Like, because also he has teeth. Well, yeah, but when he meets him, he like retracts his yeah, teeth into like his gums. Yeah, he's got retractable teeth. And that's the joke, I guess. Oh. But it, just, it reminded me of the, um, the moment in Up, where Russell's like, we have to save Kevin. Uh, that's the name of the creature I just gave him right now. <laughs> like, yeah, is yeah. is like, oh, we have to save Toothless. Yeah. Oh, it's Toothless it's, is the name of my dragon. <laughs> the dragon's name Tooth. Okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go for it. All right. Um, it's really fascinating because so we saw Spirit first, mm-hmm. and it starts with this narration. Uh, Matt Damon apparently like is the horse. We're like, okay, Matt Damon as a horse is yeah. fine. Like, but the horse doesn't actually talk in this movie. Yeah. Um, Matt Damon provides narration, but the horse's mouth doesn't move in speech. It makes horse sounds. Yeah, like a and horse. He, he has narration like th- throughout the beginning, and then not for a little while. Yeah, there's like one maybe spot in the middle, and yeah, then at like, the end, he cuts in and out. And it's it's look, Matt Damon was like in a hotel room with a, like a recorder. He gave him one take, and yeah. then he was out. It's not great. Matt Damon is not a voice actor, as no. we learned on Titan AE. Yeah. And he doesn't do a bad job. He just sounds like Matt Damon. I keep waiting for the joke, because he sounds like he's going to tell a joke. He's oh. like, all right, so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a horse, and these are my friends, and yeah, we're happy. It, like, it's, I don't know, it's, I... I feel like I'm waiting for something and it just never comes. It feels to me added in. It kind of mm. reminds me of how like Lamb Before Time was going to be without any dialogue. And then they're like, oh, no one knows what's going on. We need to give these characters. So I dialogue. think maybe 
I don't know. Maybe it was always meant to be there. But yeah, that might be the case. Like the the narration is like getting you like like um, we talk about uh, uh, we we talk we the royal way. Um, when my old director used to talk about Shakespeare, he'd say like uh, no one's going to understand like the first five minutes. Mm. Uh, so it's okay if you lose the audience there mm-hmm. because their ears are getting used to the way you speak. And basically yeah. that's, that's the point of the first couple of minutes is you are teaching them how to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, if that narration in spirit is kind of like, Oh, we are giving you some narration. Yeah. You are seeing what the horse does. Yeah. We're giving you some narration. You're seeing what the horse does. Now you understand how the horse works. We're going to take away the narration. Right. You can you can hear the voice inside of his head. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be external mm-hmm. for you to hear it. Yeah, I like that. I like that on that. And yeah, there's very little dialogue in spirit. There is. And it's nice. I mean, that's one of the thing that contributes to this great like Saturday morning value mm. is that like it's all visual. Um and I think it's done well. Like these animators are you, you know, they know what they're doing. These horses look great. Mm-hmm. I think it's very clear what what the horse is doing. I I liked the horse sounds because it sounded like horse sounds, but like you could tell there was like a frustrated whinny and yeah. there was like a joyful neigh and like I'm sure the visual added to it, but I feel like the sounds were different. Raise a joyful neigh. And fun fact, the horse vocals and the hoof beats uh, were all... Sounds of real horses oh, in this movie. Wow. Um, I also just like the phrase hoof beats. Um, it is used in the Wikipedia article along with voices. Not just like the horse sounds were real. The hoof beats and horse vocals Cute. were real. Um, I, I will say uh, I got a lot of unintentional laughter out of this movie. <laughs> that is, yeah. Um, spirit, like... Here's the thing. Um, the thing about the communication of this horse is he does not always act like a horse. Sometimes he acts like a human. And sometimes he's like, hey, over here, like with his head. Oh, he'll like yeah, like his head and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. over here. Or he'll like, his eyes will be like human eyes. Like eyebrow movements. Or, yeah. Yeah. Which just makes him kind of seem like Bojack Horseman. <laughs> So I'm waiting for Will Arnett to like say something self-deprecating <laughs> or, or mean. Um, so that's like that. Like, and in general, that's one of my problems with this movie is the way the horses communicate with each other is like it's not through human language, which is great. Yeah, but it is through human-ish movement well, uh, i think a little too human-ish for me it's like human coded right like yeah. you have to it, you know there are some things that you kind of have to show um i'm trying to think of like the words for it it kind mm. of reminds me of like like uh, like suspended disbelief in the theater yeah. where like you know that the like this character is on strings to fly so like you're going with it and it's kind of a weird twist on that. We're like, okay, you know they can't do everything like real horses. Like right. they have to do some kind of human esque nods every once in a while to make sure you're on board. And I, personally, I wasn't bothered by it. Yeah. Um, I just liked the boldness of like it. I think it's something that we talked about with Brother Bear mm-hmm. because in 
brave when mom turns into a bear. She only makes bear sounds. And we kind of wished that Brother Bear was like that. Yeah. But Disney wasn't bold enough to do that. They yeah. didn't trust their storytelling like, enough. Land they just made time, that choice. It's okay. Land Before Time initially started that way. Right. And Bambi initially started that right. way. And they both moved to, right. to voice. So I like I really do applaud Spirit for uh-huh. going for it and doing it. But it is you had an interesting observation in one scene in particular between Spirit and Rain where you're like you rolled your eyes because they were doing things too human. Hmm. Do you remember what you said? I don't. You said... I wonder if this, if a lot of these scenes were created to like be able to add in voices later, mm. if they realized that this was a big mistake. Yeah. Um, and, like and the time given to each face could have been enough time for a line of dialogue. Yeah, there was like some weird editing. There was some weird movements, and I was like, this feels, this feels unfinished almost. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I get, mm-hmm. and and honestly, it's a smart move if that's true. Like, if they were building in that, like, you do want to have a fallback in yeah. case your horse movie is not working with horse sounds and hoofbeats. Yeah. One one other thing I do want to mention as a source of unintentional humor is uh, there's a very dramatic scene. Do you know what I'm about to talk about? I hope about? so, because it's in my head now. There's a <laughs> very image. dramatic scene where the horses <laughs> are, like... For some reason, there's like a river chase, which is already like a little weird because a it's, horse. Well, and it's like the fifth really... chase of the film, too. Yeah, and it's like you didn't need to make this a river. This is just weird. But then the the uh, spirit tries to save rain, and they end up like going off a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> and, apparently but they like detach from the waterfall. Like, yeah. I mean, like you probably would physics wise. Yeah, and. When a horse falls, they're still horse-shaped, and it just looks hilarious. They don't, like, clump down. I don't know. Like, with a human, I guess you know how humans fall. Yeah. You're not used to seeing a horse fall, so it's just, like, but since it's, a sideways horse kind of just dropping. legs are straight and yeah. his head is straight, it just kind of looks like it's a horse toy. It looks like they threw a horse dummy down the waterfall. It was. We both had like an involuntary burst of laughter at that and it's, moment. It's such a, it's a dramatic scene. Yeah. That's, that's like de- Rain's death, right? Like she dies right after Or we think or she, she yeah, dies Yeah, she right gets after that. severely maimed by it. Yeah. Uh, uh, we couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. I felt bad, but as funny looking. Yeah. Um, but I do think the lack of voices kept it from being too goofy like that. Like yeah. that would have been just definitely laughable with the voices or or there might have been more <laughs> moments like oh my that. God, if you've got the horse <laughs> tumbling down the waterfall. Rain! <laughs> um oh. oh boy. But so now So yeah. Yeah, our other our other voiceless protagonist is uh Toothless. It's Toothless the dragon. dragon. Yeah. Also, yep. Also not portrayed by a vocal actor but mm-hmm. has dragon-like sounds mm-hmm. and um, very, very expressive facial um, movements mm-hmm. to communicate what he is thinking and doing. Yeah. And and there is not a dragon in real life to base him off of. Mm-hmm. And rather than like base him off a lizard or something like that, it seems like they based him off like a cat and dog. Yeah. Like he has elements of cat, he has elements of dog. Yeah, I've seen the word panther in my research. Interesting. Yeah. And he has, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that for sure. And he, he definitely has elements of Stitch. Yeah. Uh, like strong elements of another almost speechless character. 
yeah. uh, Stitch. That who, is foreign and then becomes friend. Yeah, who uh, Chris Sanders also... Well, and uh, it's funny because when we were watching this documentary, you see Chris Sanders' sketches of Toothless, and yeah. you're just like, oh, so that's Stitch. And that's Lilo. Like, <laughs> that's Lilo. Hiccup is Lilo. And this, to be clear, this is not a criticism. No. I think... I, I love, draw characters the same way. Yeah, yeah, he has a drawing style. He draws stuff that way. Um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed, for the most part, Toothless uh, being kind of a... Yeah, so what made it different for you? Because you laughed a lot at the horses being horses. Toothless is the same principle. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what was the difference for you? The difference for me is that Toothless, um, his... Uh, uh, when he emotes, mm-hmm. he does it in a familiar animalistic way. Mm. Like like you said, a panther. Yeah. Like, I definitely see that. He had, like, some house cat moments or, mm-hmm. like, dog moments. Where it's like, oh, I recognize that. He's purring or he wants to be petted or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But when the horses in spirit uh, were emoting, there were times where they were, like, doing human-ish things mm-hmm. instead of animal-like things. <clears throat> so it just didn't it just felt off to me yeah i i yeah it i know like, what you're talking about it felt like people playing horses rather than horses i'm also wondering if that's perhaps like a horse's face and face shape doesn't mm. lend itself to those like kind of para-human characteristics that right. we associate. I mean, we keep pets and pets, or bleh, we keep cats and dogs as pets right. in human society. Horses are a little bit different. My, my family has a lot of horses. Well. My uncle has like 10 of them. Um, but they're not like, they're not, you know, I mean, they're not small enough. They're, That's they're the main reason. But like, they're not expressive. Horses, like they, they move their lips if you put peanut butter in yeah. them. But they don't like. You you don't see like pictures of like grumpy horse or smiley horse right. online. They're not like memed. Right. They're not super expressive. So that that's a challenge. Yeah. Like that's a unique And I'm trying challenge. to think of other like you got Max in Tangled. I'm just trying to think of other animated horses yeah. for reference. Because I also think you have a lot more cats and dogs to reference in the history of animation. Yeah. So there's more of a precedent and kind of model of how yeah, it's been done. when I think animated horse, I'm like, oh, the horses in Snow White that were just horses. Right. Or the horse in, you know, like right. that was just a horse. Yeah. There's not really, Tangled might be the only one that gives a horse that much of like mm. human character that you want to follow. Yeah. And then it's like overdone in comic, Max is not a protagonist. He's not a leading horse right. in that movie. Mm. Um. <laughs> Not a noble steed. I guess donkey, but donkey's way more comical. Yeah, and his he's a lot of it comes from his voice. Yeah, that's true. And interestingly, were we was yeah. this true? Was this this is a connection? A true thing, yes. That the animators for Spirit did a lot of horse research, obviously, and a lot of it was then used for Donkey a couple of years one or mm-hmm. two years later in Shrek. Yeah. Um so that's interesting. Yeah. That they, they, yeah, got it more. Wouldn't have the Stairmaster No, you're spirit. right. The voice is a lot of that. Yeah. Because he's not, like, he moves his head back and forth and he smiles. He yeah. has a big old smile. It's, and it's a rounder face. I guess it's, yeah. like, more round characteristics that Toothless has. Yeah. It is interesting because I felt the same way. Like, I, 
I'm more able to empathize with Toothless and know exactly what he's thinking and doing. The horse they did really well, but I like Toothless better. Um, it's probably just better writing too. No. But um, like, there's I, in particular a moment where he's trying to share, like one of his first gestures of friendship to Hiccup the boy is like, Hiccup brings him a fish, like a raw fish to mm-hmm. eat. He eats it and then he spits out half of it. Like, here, you you have the other half. And he has to like put raw fish in his mouth. He goes, mm-mm. And then Hiccup, or just Toothless just looks at him and goes, mm-hmm. But yeah. like with an eyes and face where like you can hear him go, now swallow. Yeah. And it was a great moment because yeah. it wasn't just him swallowing. It was, you could tell it was a command. But yeah, they did a really good job making the details come to life. Yeah. 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 Spirit, like of of the characters in Spirit, like I don't care that much about Spirit. Like he's a, seems like a pretty good horse, but he's, you know, I don't know, a horse. Yeah. Uh, I like Little Creek. That's his name, right? Yeah, Little, Little Creek. Creek is the Lakota. I like yeah. him. He's a Lakota guy. He tries to be friends with Spirit. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'm going to ride you one day. And Spirit's like, no, I'm going to buck you off every yeah. time. And eventually, like, Little Creek's like, you know what? I can't ride you. Go free. And it's like, it's it's nice. It's weird, but it's nice. I liked that acknowledgement, right? Because yeah. Spirit had some weird, like, you know, in the beginning when he encounters these, like, I guess enslaved horses yeah, is one way to put let's, it. Let's get into this. Because <laughs> so spirit, so yeah, spirit is a horse. He runs free. He doesn't know any other way. He's never met a human before. We're right. made to believe. So he stumbles into this um, human camp with horses that are tied up and tied um, up and saddled. And yeah, and so he's looking at them like he stumbles upon them and like, what is what is this? What are you up to? And the horse is kind of like look away from him or like kind of like they look very resigned to their fate. And they, they and, kind of behave more animalistic than he does. Yes, absolutely. In, at least in that moment or they behave tamed or. They're also, I noticed, and this could have just been a differentiating like wild horse versus this new family of horse mm-hmm. that's not related to his family. They're also very dark brown. Mm. Spirit and his clan are tan. Yeah. Tan and white. These horses are very dark brown to black. Mm. And so what happens in these first scenes is you're, is at least I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, this is going to be 12 years a slave with horses. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't know how dark this is going to get. But yeah, like because we don't know anything. We just know there's a lot of Brian Adams at this point. The, yeah, so that, that differentiates it. But this idea that this person, who, or this character who has never known anything but complete freedom and complete autonomy is now discovering this whole... Um, other society mm. where horses are treated as as human as horses, right? Like for lack of a better term, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. they're they're domesticated. They're they're property, right? Yeah, they're ridden. They're, so I'm yeah. like, oh, this is interesting. But then they go back and forth with this. Yeah, it's kind of a weird in a way that I'm like, are horses uh, Africans are in this situation? Mm. Are they supposed to be? But like. Like, is it a metaphor or isn't it? Right. Because it seems like it might be, but it might not be. And then when Little Creek is introduced, I'm like, oh, okay, not Africans. We're talking about indigenous uh, populations here and like minding their own business, ruling their own culture. And then someone comes in and says, no, you're doing it wrong. Here, let's break you until you do it our way. Yeah. Cool. But then... 
Because that's that's the thing is they're trying to break spirit. Yeah, into to be being like a, a domesticated horse, and a they're trying to break horse. Little Creek into right. like giving away where his people are, right? Or and giving away all of his land and yeah. resources. Um, and so that's neat that they can make that connection. Little Creek is is very respect is like more respectful of spirit than any other human character. Yeah, he we like meet. talks to him. He like I think he like gives him an apple or something. At yeah. Some point. It's, he's very respectful of spirit. Yeah, and they escape the camp together because mm-hmm. there's a whole fricassee and they they end up running away together. I don't know. Is that how you pronounce that word? Fr- fricassee? Fricassee? Yeah. That's like food, right? Well, but it's like a, a like big a, hullabaloo. A fracas? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, no one becomes food. Anyway, they run away together. Fricassee. And then you're like, okay, cool. They run away together, except for he doesn't ride him. He just kind of like hangs onto his neck. Yeah. And then. He like side, side rides him. And then they run into friends of Little Creeks who are riding horses. Mm-hmm. And then. They're like using a, a like a blanket instead of a saddle. Right. Blanket instead of a saddle and like this, ropes instead of reins and just, like bridle. Just like the, the colonizers. Yeah. Whoever, uh, did the indigenous people also threw lassos around. Spirit's yeah, neck so and spirit put him thinks in a cage. he's like broken free and is now going to go find his family again, and then no, he's captured again. So it mixes its metaphors and parallels in a way that, like, I don't really know what to make of it. Yeah, for sure, the Lakota are more respectful of their horses. They get to kind of roam around, like they have a pen, but they get to roam around a little bit. They don't have like saddles and yeah. stuff like that and it's more you know we're 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 buddies and we're you're gonna help us do the work and we're gonna help you by yeah. treating you really well but he's still technically enslaved and he's still a wild horse that they're trying to domesticate yeah less they want they want to domesticate him less than the other people do and then they you still have, want to domesticate him you have rain who's like made peace with her domestication. It's unclear whether she has been captured or born into captivity. Yeah, and she seems she's friends with Little Creek. They, like, hang out and yeah. play games. She's very cool with her situation. Yeah. Um, and, by the way, I, I, again, uh, this horse looks like Glenn Close. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> if it had a voice, it I don't would know, be Glenn Close. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, this looks like young Glenn Close. <laughs> I don't think Glenn Close looks like a horse. I no. think this horse looks like Glenn Close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think we understand what you mean. All right, great. But yeah, so it's like, is... So, I mean, the end of the movie is he and Rain end up free, mm-hmm. like wild horses. But there are still horses around the country that are uh, ca- that are captive. So I'm not super sure what the message is. Like... I, or is it okay for horses to be tamed as long as they're treated respectfully? Is it not at all? Like, if you're seeing this horse as sentient and he was wild and now he's anything less than that, we don't like that. But yeah. horses that are already captive, it's okay for them to be captive because they don't know any different. That seems wrong. Yeah, it's a, it's seems a like strange... all horses should be free if spirit is free. Yeah, it's a strange like pastiche of things that happen... And it's not really like because yeah he at the end he sets those railroad horses free yeah but he he's not really concerned about setting those horses free he's 
just he wants to go home to his family. Yeah, it's he's not like a revolutionary so much as like, well, setting all these horses free will cause mass chaos and I can leave too. Like, he does seem to care a little bit about horses that are captive. Yeah, but, but that's not his agenda. No, it's not his agenda. No. Um, yeah, so it's just, I'm glad, I'm glad he gets free. Yeah. But it kind of makes you question the whole, uh, should we use animals for anything? Like, right? Like, I mean, we're and not. like, is that, is that what the movie's trying to say? Yeah. Because it's not clear. But also, this movie has... Um, and I do, I do overall like this movie. Yeah, but we yeah, are, yeah. we. Uh, it does need to be like discussed. What is, what is this trying to tell us? Uh-huh. Um, the other thing about this movie is it has a Pocahontas ending, mm. where he and uh, uh, Spirit and Rain go back to the the herd mm-hmm. and live happily ever after, and wild horses roam free in America forever. Yeah, it's uh, like we know what happens next. It's, uh, you uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What you mean by Pocahontas ending is not that the romantic leads end up together because that does not happen in Pocahontas. <laughs> right? But you no. mean that like history is solved, like yeah, and Native yeah. Americans and the white people work together in harmony forever and ever at the end of Pocahontas. It's exactly. Same with the horses and the humans like, here. We know what's gonna happen. We have no reason to believe what's different. Well, horses become. <laughs> Completely domesticated yeah. in America. There, there, there are not like just not really wild horses of left. Wild horses. There are, around. but not. Yeah, it's not common. It's uh, and maybe maybe spirit is uh, maybe one of spirit's little grandbabies is still out there. Well, if we watch that Netflix show or the Hulu show, they're everywhere. There's a spirit yeah, sequel. There's a sequel, and, and then there's a CGI TV series mind with blown. his son or grandson or Again, something. Again, for a show, for a movie that I was like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about yeah. that. It's got some spinoffs. It's got yeah. some legs. Yeah, it's got some horsey legs. Yeah. So it's so yeah with these like saddled beings in in How to Train Your Dragon. It's a little bit different, right? Because the dragon. Once it's captured, can't fly because its tail is busted. Yeah, so he shoots down the dragon. Um, hiccup. Hiccup. Yeah. Miss hiccups. Hiccup. hiccup. <laughs> as, as a four-year-old called me earlier this month, Miss Hiccups. Were you hiccuping? Uh, no, it's just Phillips is hard to say. Miss Hiccup. Miss Hiccups. I Excellent. hope he never changes it. Um, so yeah, uh, Hiccup shoots down the dragon and then... He goes and finds the injured dragon to kill it, doesn't kill it, and the injured dragon like runs off. And then, but like bumps into things, like can't fly away. He can't fully fly. He lands in like a, um, like, like a canyon, a, a canyon kind of thing. Yeah. And he's stuck there. Mm-hmm. So Hiccup befriends him by like bringing him fish and, and mm-hmm. things like that. But it's, uh, like, it doesn't seem horribly different from uh, Little Creek yeah. and Spirit, where he's like, uh, I guess the difference is, is uh, well, no, because like Hiccup it, intentionally, Hiccup tried to kill him. Hiccup tried to kill him, and that's not, I feel like, up to the point where he understands that dragons are friends, not foes. Mm. I, I feel like it's not his fault. Fa- friends, not food. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's not his fault. Once he meets like actually comes face to face with the dragon and chooses not to kill him, then he's more responsible for yeah. his actions. So in this movie, 
like dragons roam free, right? Mm-hmm. But they're perceived as enemies to the Vikings because they they raid the village, right? Like pretty regularly, right? To steal their food and right. flock and stuff. But how they get around it with Toothless is that he cannot fly without the apparatus that um, Hiccup has created yeah. to help him because Hiccup has to operate it to keep the tail wing open, yeah, the fake keep, tail wing to open, to keep it open and. And closed and move it. And to like operate it as yeah. a rudder. It's like. Like the tail actually does. Yeah. It's it's like. Um, prosthetic. Yeah. It's like a prosthetic that's functional but operated by someone else. Right. So instead of being like just a tail that the dragon has to deal with, it's a functional tail. But yeah. the dragon doesn't have any say over what it right. does. But and so if the dragon. Tr- so if Toothless tries to like knock hiccups off. Hiccup, mm-hmm. hiccups. Um, or if Hiccup falls off, then like all of a sudden he can't fly. So it's mm-hmm. a symbiotic, like they have to both be there to operate this dragon right. vehicle. So it's so it makes sense from like a all right, we need each other for this. Yeah. Um but then by the end when everyone discovers, oh, the dragons aren't really evil. It was just this one giant terrifying dragon in a volcano uh-huh. who's evil. Oh my gosh. When we first saw that dragon head. Oh, we'll get into it. Uh, um, so once they don't have to, you know, uh, be beholden to the ring in Mordor, um, they, that's kind of what it felt like, right? That sure. like the closer you, anyway, um, the village befriends the dragons and maybe keeps them as pets. And like, domesticates them. They're all riding them. I mean, he describes them at the end as pets. Yeah. So it's still problematic like they weren't pets of evil people before and now they're pets of good people they were flying free but i guess they were kind of they kind of belonged to the volcano monster yeah and it is it is a symbiotic relationship because now the dragons like they can ride the dragons and do stuff but also the dragons like can eat the food that that the village is making and stuff yeah i guess it's that's less in the text. But, but it is it is definitely like, especially like, if we had seen How to Train Your Dragon first, yeah. this never would have popped into my mind. Right. Right? Right. But we saw Spirit first, which is all about like animal enslavement. Right. And then like, we're watching How to Train Your Dragon. It's like, wait, why are these, like, I get why Hiccup's oh, this, riding this dragon. They're yeah. best friends. But why are these other guys riding dragons? This they have not earned seem, this. This doesn't seem right. Like, can't you just like smile at them from afar? But, like-, <laughs> like, together they do defeat the Megalord dragon. Yeah, that's true. Let's talk about ugh, the... Do, you as long as I don't have to look at it. You have a uh, fear of... Oversized animals. Yeah. To the point that, like, um, I saw a rock. Uh, oh my while we gosh! Were on vacation. Oh my gosh! And I was like, "It was so. It's a big rock. It's like what, like twenty feet high. It's like basically a dome shape. It's a big rock in the water. We're in on the, a boat in Costa Rica. And there's yeah. a big rock in the water, and that rock, like, it looks. It looks to me kind of like a King Kong head." And uh, shoulders sticking out of the water. Yeah. And I said to Kate, I said, oh, man. And then you go, what? And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say it. And you were like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'll tell you. That looks like King Kong to me. And she- I like literally hit the deck of the boat. <laughs> like I couldn't handle I don't, I don't the know idea. Why I, I think it's it was- also like the partial body. It like messes me up when I like can't 
because that would have been like see the entire. It would have been that so been giant, like an yeah. eighty foot King Kong coming yeah. out of the Costa Rican waters. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just I can't handle it. So I, the the uh, yeah animals that are much bigger than they're supposed to be, even a little bigger, like yeah. the dogs that are a size of horses. Yeah, go back to one of our Miyazaki episodes mm-hmm. where I explain it in full detail. It's yeah, the, it's a problem. The other the the other thing that makes it a problem is I think I I have a very <laughs> similar uh, emotional reaction to these things that trigger you, and I think they're awesome. That's the trigger I for you. S- I see Whoa. it. I'm like, well, this is the coolest. <laughs> um, so this dragon, this so these dragons that we're dealing with are already dragon size. Yeah. And then we find out that they are all slaves well, to yeah. a mega dragon. And the the scene that it happens in, they all swarm like Toothless gets like swept up with the other dragons, and it's unclear whether like Toothless is kind of being brain like brain led here or like like sucked in or a little bit like yeah with the current like i don't know if it's like a mental or physical thing but anyway swarm of dragons start circling this volcano and then they're all down there and so they're like lining the walls that's already Mm -hmm. creepy and then this head that's like i don't know like a hundred dragons like the head is the size of a hundred dragons comes up and takes out like everyone drops in their fish and whatever food into this dragon head and you can only see the head, and it's in this giant. Fo- I I almost passed out. It's it's so awesome. Oh my gosh! It reminds like um I'm I'm like a not current, but uh, I was like a World of Warcraft player from way back. So like, um, there's an expansion called the Cataclysm where a, a giant dragon like destroys the world, and it's super cool. And like one of the like last fights in this section of the game you're like on the dragon and fighting him and he's just this massive thing and i was like oh so cool and that's it i don't know i find it so exciting yeah. and you're you just that's fine you're your just face is just like Argh. yeah i i mean i appreciate adding more things to my list that i should never ever see or encounter yeah. but it was it was cool in the movie it was cool i'll give you that like it had an effect on me now, Kate, it's just too big. Let me ask you this: yeah. What if you saw a dragon like that, like basically in real life? What do you mean, basically in real life? Like, like almost entirely in real life. Like maybe if it was like a puppet. Oh well, uh, if they were regular sized, <laughs> I would say yes. We found okay, listeners. We need we need your help. Yeah. Um, bringing this back, please. So, Dick, you want to? So. We discovered a stage show yeah. of How to Train Your Dragon. An arena show. An arena show. To be clear. Not just a stage show. Yeah. Um, like, you'd think that maybe there's something like at a theme park or something. No. Or like How to Full, Train Your Dragon on Ice or yeah, something. Yeah, which there was that too. Oh. But <laughs> in doing I the research. Know, yeah, I didn't know that. On like the franchise. There's that too. Um, but this is, Dick, do you want to explain Walking with Dinosaurs? Yeah, so Walking with Dinosaurs was a was a tour um, I think it was like a British show or an Australian show where they it, there's like a guy in the center of an arena and he brings out dinosaurs and talks about them. It's the real life version of what Screw Eyes was doing in We're Back. Yeah. But instead of like scary, they just kind of put on a here's how dinosaurs it's, live. It's like really good dinosaur animatronics and puppets. And like in some cases, it's like a man 
wearing a dinosaur suit like you might see in like um, Universal Studios yeah. or something where it's like, it's really good. But most of the dinosaurs are like dinosaur size, like yeah. museum fossil sized yeah, dinosaurs. dinosaur that's dinosaurs. like multiple dozens of feet high. They look amazing. And even though this was a educational, uh, very dry, very boring thing, it was amazing because there's dinosaurs yeah. in front of you. So what DreamWorks does is they license out how to train your dragon and they contract the walking with dinosaurs people mm-hmm. to make a how to train your dragon arena show with like full sized animatronics. Yeah. We saw a I mean bootleg quote unquote because I don't yeah, think there's we, any official video we watched but someone videotape it. It looks like the most amazing yeah. spectacle I've ever seen. Like, These dinosaurs are, or dragons are flying. Yep. They're like interacting with the humans. Like the eyes are blinking. Yeah, the, the puppetry and animatronic uh, ability on display here is staggering. Like toothless is emotive. Like it. Yeah. I, even from like, and this fan is not sitting close yeah. with the camera. Like, But yeah, even from far away, you see the emotion on his face. And then uh, at the end, when the, when the mega dragon comes out. So yeah, out. we were, it's like an hour long show and yeah, so we'll we were, link it too. So we were just skimming through, but mm-hmm. we're like, okay, how do they do the really big dragon? We gotta know, because they've got a giant LED screen. We're like, oh, maybe it'll just be and on the screen. And they're doing projections and like pyrotechnics, that's cool. Yeah. So what they do is they have, they, they do have the head, which mm-hmm. is mostly what you see in the movie. So the head sticks out of this like back panel and you're like, all right, well, they just did the head. That's, that's fine. Like yeah. it's big. But then when the dragon starts flying, the, the giant dragon, yeah. they it becomes part of the projection screen, his yeah. body. So like the projection screen is moving in a way like you're you're experiencing pro- like I guess backward flight. The projection screen has wings. The projection and wings and, and the full like body background behind background and a full body and his head is real. Yeah, and like so, the head is like careening with where the projection yeah. screen is flying, and it's oh amazing. my gosh, amazing! It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah. how did this not make billions of dollars? I mean, maybe it did. Well, we it did. They so they started it. I think Walking with Dinosaurs must be Australian or New Zealand because mm. this is where the tour started. Got it. And then it came to North America for a tour, but it was cut short because China gave them more money for mm. it. <laughs> So they, so they took it to China, That's, and it never came back. Like how? It's ugh. so cool looking. I um, would pay lots of money to see this live. Yeah, like for real. Absolutely. Oh, so yeah. cool. Why can't every? This is what like, this is what I want from every movie that I love. Just like mm-hmm. a real big spectacle in an arena version of it, in addition to the movie that I love. <laughs> Give me lion puppets. Deal. Singing okay. Akuna Matata on, on a it. big log. On it, working on it now. Anyway, got it. Um, yeah. So, so circling back, yeah. to these titles, Dick. What? What? Okay. So, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Um, maybe one of those words is used in the movie before, like Two. the last set of narration. Actually, all, all the words but one. Are used of and the are used throughout the script. Uh huh. Stallion, stallion they is, use a lot. Sta- yeah, stallion the humans, they use a lot. The humans just say, "Oh, the stallion, the stallion, uh-huh. the stallion." They don't say like a name or something. Uh-huh. The, the like um, American the uh, 
Yeah, there's a there's I don't a know breed. How to, I don't know how to call these people, but the yeah, the yeah, uh, go, the U.S. government mm-hmm. uh, men army the army mans the army mans um they call him the stallion yeah and only at the end does little creek call him spirit yeah so so that's not a great name and then how to train your dragon i feel like i would accept it as a name if we saw hiccup writing a manual called how to train your dragon if it was more about He's... training the dragon yeah but even if even if it's not even yeah. if we see him just writing that book, like, that's what happens in the epilogue or something. Um, great. Like, that's fine. But yeah. we don't really see that. And it's not about training a dragon. No. It's about getting past it's about stereotypes father. and prejudices. And, and, and let's, let's, I want to jump back to this because we didn't really talk we about didn't. this. This is about a father-son relationship. It is. This movie. Like, it's about, it's about the dragon thing. Mm-hmm. And the dragon is, is like the star of the show. Yeah. But this is about a son not living up to his father's expectations mm-hmm. and the father being upset about that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they learn to accept each other. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. I think this would have been interesting with the movie Brave as well. Cause there is like, there's a literal line where the kid says to the father, like you're not listening to mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, Oh, flashes of Merida. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's not only is he, not living up to the father's expectations, but the father has this whole locked-in worldview that you as the viewer, along with Hiccup, discover is completely false. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't know it. They're not making up lies on purpose, but like, oh, it's it's based on completely faulty information. So, yeah, it's a cool... It is a cool father-son story. Yeah, I will say... Perhaps a reason we haven't talked about it yet is because it could have been fleshed out more. I mean, and sure. it kind of gets lost in the it gets toothless lost a hiccup bit in the, friendship story. Yeah. But it's it's really nice. There are some really wonderful moments between um, Hiccup's dad, Stoic, yeah, and Hiccup, mm-hmm. and but there's a a great conversation between um, uh, yeah Hiccup's dad and the guy who's like training Hiccup to be a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Where they're like talking about accepting your son the way he is. Maybe he's just not going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And like it's, or like, or like give him what he wants and look, he's got to try. Like it's just, yeah. it's so nice. And you can like that to me, I'm just like feeling the Chris Sanders in this movie. Yeah. 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 Like his influences are relation, like strong mm-hmm. explorations of like relationships that are kind of on the rocks mm-hmm. like Lilo and Stitch same thing yep with his sisters and making terrible monsters cute yeah like and empathetic yeah and empathetic. building in empathy yeah, yeah. dude knows so, what he's doing so my my question for you dick Uh-oh. where I was going with this Uh-oh. is what would you name these movies since these names don't really work for these movies no. in our estimation what do you name them instead? And this I, could be a collaboration. We yeah, that's to... a good question. For for Spirit, we've been calling it Spirit. It might just be Spirit, Spirit's right? Spirit's a great name. It is. Yeah. Like The Little Mermaid is called The Little Mermaid. Yep. Right? Uh, just call him his name. And I think if you if you take away that colon and say like, oh, Spirit is the stallion in the title, yeah. I don't think you'd only have to refer to the stallion yeah. as Spirit. Like Spirit then becomes... It could be anything. More like... Like Frozen, where it's just 
yeah. word that m- applies to a lot of different things in yeah. the plot. Uh, untamed spirit, wild spirit, mm-hmm. or um, we could uh, steal from Disney and call it Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> Add a diving board and... Yes. Uh, my very favorite horse diving movie where a girl proves that she can be as good as a boy at, at horse, horse diving. diving. I guess the Lakota are better than that. To the girl the power era had some weird, mm. weird messaging. Weird relationships to animals. Uh, one of my sisters, like legitimately was one of my sister's favorite movies when she was a kid. She could not stop watching Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Did she uh, want to pursue a career in horse diving? Who doesn't? Uh-huh. How does that even work? Like, I just feel like I would drown. I feel like the horse would, like, somehow get, like, drown me at oh, the end of it. just don't drown. But, like, you'd be, like, kicked in the head maybe, right? Like, Could be. Horses don't necessarily drown easily, but they can't swim real they good. They fall horse-shaped. They fall. <laughs> we know that. What would you Horse shape falling is what? the name of the movie now. Oh, uh, alternatively, uh-huh. I would name this Brian Adams Presents Spirit. Brian- <laughs> That's the winner. That's it. Brian Adams Presents Spirit. Yeah. Um, what about how to, how, to, how to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, that's a more interesting one, right? Because I, I feel like I also want... I'm not I, I I haven't come up with it, but I also kind of like want a one word, you know, like multi application This summer hiccup. <laughs> huh? No? Um yeah. Or like like wings or flight or something yeah. like Just something besides how to train your dragon. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I understand the conceit in the book, maybe. If but, I had read the book, I'd understand the, it more. But the but sequels are not named How to... How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I will cut... Maybe maybe flight or like like taking off or something. This idea of like being able to pursue your own stereotype-less... Mm journey or path or arc just because we don't have the better name doesn't mean there's not a better name out there yeah that's true so suggestions yeah to rename either of these movies please or our podcast oh wait no please don't do that we no, we already own all those domains that's way too tricky sorry but you can rename these two movies we didn't even do a spooky halloween name because i don't even know how that works it's we're, we're glued to this title for the rest of life that's right anyway so, Dick, are we ready? Oh, wait, ready for what? For the final... <gasps> the final? Final cut. Wait, just it's, the final cut, right? The final cut. Oh, my God, final cut? I was... It, I Sorry, I might have messed it up because I was thinking about, like, are you ready to, like, clip your wings? and But, like, clip your wings is the opposite no, of what we're doing. Bad, you don't want that's, that. Yeah. Hey, Kate, if we were going to do a scene shout-out... Yeah. Uh, which is a segment where we shout-out one particular scene that we liked from uh, each of these movies mm-hmm. uh what movie would you start with well let's start with spirit because i don't have a scene right. for and that yet scene? but i want to get it out of the way what's your scene from spirit my scene that you thought like particularly worked or you thought was was really effective or you thought had the best brian adams song in the movie 
I mean, it's hard to choose yeah. the best Brian Adams scene in the movie. Yeah, there's so many of them. Because there are too many to count. Yeah. Um, we have trouble counting to like eight, so. Um, yeah, I guess it would, for me, one of the most interesting scenes, and again, it didn't quite pan out in a in as interesting a way as I would have liked it to, but that scene where he dis- where Spirit discovers the camp for the first time because, you know, as you were saying, the first, like, literally 15 minutes of the movie is just watching these wild horses run around and be a horse family. Yeah. And it's, like, nice and calming, but you don't really know what the movie's about until he stumbles upon this camp. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're realizing that all this kind of lazy world building was made to lull you into like oh this is the world and this is the only world and by lazy world building yeah i don't mean sloppy i right. mean like dreamy yeah like there's not a lot of it's not plotted like how to train your dragon for right instance. it's not like pop 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 yeah. pop it's it's kind of relaxing you're like oh there's there's a f- eagle friend yeah there's, so then you know. when something is different when there's like stuff made by humans and horses who are locked down to something mm-hmm. not only does it grab your attention but it forces you to enter spirit's perspective yeah. and be like oh no he's never seen this before and also like as a human watching i'm like oh this is the only way i know horses mm. kind of like i don't run into wild horses you see like I don't know. Like, it's I mean, not we a mainly thing. see police horses. Yeah. That's the horses we see. And even, but even like driving in the country, you see horses that are within a fence. Like in a stable. Like you yeah. don't, they're not like deer. They're not just running. So there were a lot of uh, perceptions that, that seemed challenged that I wasn't ready to be challenged, which I thought was cool. Mm. I also liked where it was potentially going with like, you know, maybe he's going to be in charge of rescuing all these horses. But like you said, you know, horses are not wild in generally today yeah. so that's not really how history really works happened. but i liked the potential and i liked the the jarringness of it yeah yeah nice what about you dick so i'm gonna go back to that train scene mm. um all the horses spirit is like trucked away on a train to he's not sure where which yeah. also felt like are we doing it like spirit is like dying <laughs> and I, he's like seeing yeah, Go ahead. No, I like no. He's like yeah. hallucinating. He's hallucinating because he's been broken too many times outside of the train. He's on this train car with like three of the horses that belong to the Lakota, and I remember you. It just makes me laugh because yeah. I remember what you said when he wakes up from this hallucination, and the horses are like, "Hey, spirit, snap out of it!" <laughs> the first thing you say is, "Oh, he's gonna eat these horses." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was a weird sequence, and also like, uh, like we've gone from slavery to like disenfranchised people getting on a train to they're not sure where. I was yeah. like, "Are we doing this now? Yeah, is this a is this a Holocaust thing? Yeah, what are we doing with this horse? Are we what's going on?" Um, but after that, he and all these other horses are chained up to pull a. Uh, like a giganto train because they're and building the railroad they're building this is the, the railroad part of history and where we're building railroads. i guess you need to pull a train i don't know the 
logic, Mm -hmm. but I know they're pulling this train and it's like massive Mm -hmm. and it's a really beautifully shot scene. It's a really interesting scene. And, um, then he like pretend he like fakes a heart attack or something like, Oh yeah. He like plays dead. Yeah. Um, and uh, they've like fetched some mules to carry the horse. And I love, I love that so much uh-huh. because like, uh, we got to move this train, get some horses. Uh, we got to move this horse. <laughs> um, get some mules. <laughs> we got to move this mule. Get a dog. Like a Russian dog. <laughs> yeah. Like it, <laughs> Help I don't know, animals. but it's, it's a really beautiful, beautifully shot scene and a uh, spirit running from the train because yeah, he causes he sparks a rebellion. He sparks a rebellion. He causes chaos, and like I, at this point, I would have loved to see him be the like leader of the free horses. Right, right. that never happens. No, but he does like run from this. What? Yeah, like the train ends this up. This train that is careening down a mountain. Yeah, and, like, it gets derailed and then just down rolls the down. A- uh, it's just really, it's really fun. It's exciting. Yeah, it's a little bit silly, but yeah. in a in like a good action movie way. And I feel like this is a period of time where DreamWorks was doing this better, where like they finally figured out how to like um, convincingly put 2D and 3D together. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the train is CGI. I know this horse is 2D, but I'm not concerned. Like, it doesn't look janky yeah. in a way that I'm used to seeing those mediums mixed around That's this true. time period. Yeah. Uh, Kate, what about how to train all them dragons? I'm going to let you go first because I have two in mind and mm-hmm. you might take the, one of them. Oh, crud. Sorry, you just went. That's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go again. I'm ready for this. Uh, aside from the first appearance of the giant mega dragon, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I really like um, the scenes of, the early scenes of learning to be friends. Yeah. Um, there's one in particular that reminds me of Brother Bear and reminds <laughs> me of Good Dinosaur. Yes. And that's where the, the, uh, uh, hiccup, he's like, he's just kind of like doodling. He's off on his own and he's drawing toothless in the sand. Yeah. He's drawing cause there's this book about dragons, yeah. like a resource reference book that his that the Vikings have made and it's missing this night fury because no one ever has seen it. So he is over the course of several days sketching the night fury, sketching toothless Okay. to add to the book. Right. That's, that's true. Okay. I, no, you said he's like doodling, but he's, he is sketching. No, no, sorry. That's never incorrect. <laughs> no, this is, uh, he's drawing in the sand with okay. a stick. He's drawing I'm sorry. in the dirt. My bad. Continue. Yeah. Um, but thank you. He, that's, that is also a true thing. Um, so he's drawing in the dirt with a stick. And he's just kind of drawing Toothless's face. Mm-hmm. And I, I think at this point, like, Toothless has kind of rejected him. And he's just kind of, like, resigned. But he's like, I'm going to stay here anyway. And then Toothless comes over and looks. And he's like, oh, that's me. So you, like, see Toothless disappear off screen. And then he comes back on screen with, like... A tree, basically, like a giant branch that he drags around to draw, and like it's this big elaborate thing, and then you you don't see what he's drawing, you just see that he is drawing, and I'm like, oh, the camera's gonna pull back, and it's gonna be 
like it's going to be the kid or it's going to be his homeland or it's going to be something and we're going to learn something about this dragon <laughs> the camera pulls back and it's just squiggles <laughs> it's just a bunch of squiggles and it made me so happy it's so fun. It's so Chris Sanders yeah. too. And, like, and that whole scene is <coughs> is just really well done. But yeah, that the reveal of Squiggles. Squiggles. Mm. But he's like trying. He's trying to do a parallel he's play like, activity. You're, you're doing this thing. I'm doing this. Yeah, thing I can too. do it too. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because that was one of the two scenes I was going to talk about, Good. and I have a what's your feeling. other scene? Um, and I, I apologize for adding information that was. Totally superfluous. I thought you were starting at a different starting point. Um, so the other one, and it's small. So mm. after the final battle, um, where they defeat the giant scary monster, and then they, um, as as they're like landing to safety, Toothless and Hiccup, the dragon's like tail does one last like flourish, mm. the big dragon, and it starts to come at them like as the dragon is dying and they're like oh no so like you have this little moment of victory and then it's like oh boom um the dragon falls hiccup falls and you think oh no one of them is uh it's not he's okay he's okay the dragon protected the boy but you wake up with hiccup a couple months later or a couple days later Mm -hmm. i don't know because he's like in a coma because he's badly hurt and he, um, you know, he gets, he, like, um, Toothless, like, licks him in the face or something, kind of like a puppy. He gets up, he stumbles around a little bit, and then realizes something is off. Oh. Yeah. And he stands up, or he sits uh, with his legs off the bed, and he uh, pulls the blanket off to reveal that he is... Now missing a leg. Yeah. He had two legs and now he has one prosthetic leg. Yeah, from like the, the knee down is like From the knee down. Right? Um, and that sound that Dick just made into the microphone was like my entire mm-hmm. physical reaction to it at that moment. Because it's like, oh, this is, this had, one, this had real consequences. That's bold for a yeah. kid's movie to do. And also like, now he matches his friend. Yeah. Who, like, he created this prosthetic tail wing for... So, like... Mm-hmm. And, you know... they also, mm-hmm. also, he matches, like, all of the other Vikings. Because a lot of the other Vikings are, like, missing limbs yeah. from fighting dragons. Yeah, so it's, like, this dual... he got injured fighting a dragon. Yeah. So he, like, kind of fits in with the rest of the Vikings. Yeah. And just, like, you know, showing that they've, like, created an apparatus so that his prosthetic clicks into toothless when he rides him now it's like a stirrup and it's like i mean and also i think it's powerful knowing that there are sequels that like now the protagonist of your sequel has a prosthetic limb and that's just part of it and that's fine and it's normalized in this universe and that's that's very cool for audiences it's very cool for the storytelling yeah 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 like i i teared up yeah it was really it was really didn't see it coming nice job I forgot about that. Yeah, I wanted to mention it. (laughs) As he wakes up, I'm like, ooh, this part. Um, Nice. Yeah. Kate, if if you were to pick uh, uh, an MVP Mm -hmm. from uh, both of these movies, just like pick one MVP to rule them all, uh, who's your MVP of of these movies? I got uh, Toothless. Mm. Toothless. Like, I, I know this is not our crossover segment, nor 
movie. But like, I want to see him and Pascal have some adventures from uh, from Tangled. Tangled. Yeah. yeah, he's a similar. He's like a, a darker, both literally and figuratively, <laughs> version of Pascal. Pascal can be any color he wants to be. Well, that's he's true. That's fair. Um, but just such expressive eyes and yeah. face, and his reactions. You read them super well, but they're not, they're like 30% off from Mm -hmm. what you would expect someone to animate or voice or whatever. Yeah. And so it's just this cool, slightly off kilter humor and storytelling with them. And I just, I can't get enough of watching that character. But like also just the way it flies, like those flying scenes were incredible. Yeah. Um, And I'm not a huge fan of just like a transportation scene. But <laughs> nice. But yeah, I want to yeah. be friends with Toothless. What about you, Dick? Uh, I'm sure I've done this before. Chris Sanders and Dean DeBlois. Yeah. Dean DeBlois. Dean mm-hmm. DeBlois. Yeah. We watched the. Do- but they, he didn't say his name in the documentary. No, he so didn't. We're not sure. Um, I. It was great. Yeah. Um, and like knowing that they like came in and made their changes. Uh, like Lilo and Stitch is, uh, surprisingly like one of my favorite Disney movies. Like I didn't realize it until we watched it again. And then, yeah, if you made me make a list, Lilo and Stitch would be like top 10 easily. Mm. And how to train your dragon. Like after we watched, after like this movie ended and I was like, I might have a, I might have a favorite movie. This might be one of my favorite movies. It's, I like, I can't think of thing. I can't think of a DreamWorks that I like better than this. Prince of Egypt? Mm. No. No, and that's okay. I like Prince of Egypt a lot. Listing the other good DreamWorks movies. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like Spirit was was good. Spirit was good. Yeah, Spirit was good. And Prince of Egypt, it's a great movie, but. Like, we finished this, and I was ready to watch How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yeah. Like I was like, cool, can we do the sequel yeah. for the next episode? Otherwise, I just have to watch it on my own. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert, I have to watch it on my own. We're not doing it for the next episode. Well, not the immediate next episode. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah that's what I mean by next episode. Cool. That's usually what people mean when they say <sighs> I'm next. I'm not good at listening right now. Thank you, next. Um, that was a reference to... a commercial for full stack academy hey this might be based on a song i don't know ariana grande right she seems small thank to you me. next uh that's why it's funny thank you next so uh what's our next segment our thank you next segment <laughs> oh is called God. crossover we promise we, we won't say thank you next anymore an element of each film cross it over mm. make something new yeah okay Okay. No, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I feel like I've like been pushing you to think a lot in a row. Um, I want to take. Uh, hmm. I wish there was more out there on the making of Spirit because I I want to know more about their we process. Find anything? No. Um. Yeah, I want to know more about like the research. Um, I guess I want. Um, I guess I want the, this is, this is broader strokes. I want the, the ending of 
spirit for how to train your dragon. Like, I want these dragons to be a little bit more autonomous by movie's end. Like, friendly, like, a friendly neighboring community as opposed to just the pets of these communities. And then you would give the ending of how to train your dragon to spirit? Um, yes. Little Creek would lose a limb and then would ride, no. Uh, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be no, an I even just, trade. It's an interesting crossover. No, well, because it's, as you were saying, it's not something I would have thought about unless right. we watched these movies back right. to back, which we did, that like, oh, this idea of like saddling a wild creature for gain is, or for any reason, is like a little bit, I don't know, uncomfortable, mm. um, especially when you're giving them such um, colorful characteristics and such independence and uh, such... Sentience. Yeah, such yeah. sentience. Um and like, yeah, like I said, it's not that they had evil riders before and now they have good riders. They had no riders. They yeah. were free to a certain extent without yeah. this volcano boss. But um, yeah, I just wish it could be like, oh, the dragons are back. Hi, dragons. Let me and ask- then like everyone has a festival together. I don't know. And yeah. then they fly away and then come and go as they please. Let me ask you this. Chris Sanders uh, directed and did the screenplay for The Crudes. Do we have to watch The Crudes? I mean, maybe it just looks. I, it looks terrible, right? It does look terrible. I I started watching it sometime for some reason and fell oh. asleep in the like the first ten minutes. Maybe it's secretly so. great. Maybe yeah. we'll find out. Um, cool. That's, you, yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna cross over, Dick? It, this is this is the easiest great. easiest question in the world. Uh, I switch spirit and toothless. I want toothless to. <laughs> I want Toothless in spirit, and it's the exact same movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But stars a dragon. But with a dragon among horses. A dragon among horses. Uh huh. I want uh, and maybe maybe change the movie so that the dragon is the liberator of the horses. I want to watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, uh, I want the horse. <laughs> horse among dragons. <laughs> to fight to fight a monster dragon. <laughs> maybe he could throw Does the a horse train fly? at him. Can the horse fly? Uh. Yeah, horses can fly. Okay. Kate. Okay. Don't you know anything? Yep. Oh, yeah. now I'm just thinking about baby Pegasus. Yeah, you are. Oh. You're always thinking about baby Pegasus. I, mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I think it's now time for the final. 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 Cut. Cut. I did it wrong. Anyway, the final, final <laughs> cut, cut. Uh, Kate, we're going to start with uh, Spirit. All right. Do you re-release this movie as is? Do you do like a special edition and fix some things up or turn it into a ride or, or a menu or something? Uh, or do you throw it in the vault never to be seen again? I... Uh, um, p- pass? <laughs> like, I wouldn't change anything, but... You wouldn't think, change anything? I don't know. I think re-release seems silly. You wouldn't change anything about Spirit? I, I, Dick, it's one of those movies I don't care enough about to wow. change. Okay. Um, no, because I wasn't really bothered by like the anthropomorphic traits sure. of the horses. Maybe I'd make them fall a little less comically. <laughs> um, yeah, or I, I don't know. I can't really undo the mixed metaphorizing. I don't know. 
I just kind of leave this. I, I leave it. I let it run free in the wilderness <laughs> with all its other. Oh, you learned the lesson of the movie. Kind of like B minus movie friends. Yeah. Like, eh. yeah. I don't know. That's not an answer. No, that's that's fair. That's a re-release. Good job. I guess it's a re. It's a. That's, it's just a release. That's some of our <laughs> just, highest praise. Good job. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I get rid of Matt Damon. Okay. Uh, I get rid of Brian Adams. <clears throat> yeah. I put in uh, the music that was originally planned to be in it, which was Garth Brooks. That's right. Which makes way more sense yeah. for a movie that sounds like Cowboys. What uh, was the reason? Was it just like contract? Didn't they wanted a Canadian. They wanted. A can- I don't know. No, I I don't I don't know. I it was that's true. Originally, it was originally it was supposed to be Garth Brooks doing the music, which would have been. So, like, I don't really care about Garth Brooks or country music. Yeah. But that would have been so much better. But was this, timing-wise, would would they have gotten Garth Brooks or Chris Gaines? This is this is post-Rope in the Wind, but pre-Chris Gaines. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it's it's prime Garth Brooks. All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I might take out... Like, I'd put in the Garth Brooks, but Garth Brooks would do, like, three songs. Yeah. And Garth Brooks would only be allowed to sing while there were humans on the screen. Mm. Uh, and the horse scenes would just remain instrumental. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, because Hans Zimmer, mm. uh, his score for this movie, uh, knocked it out of the park. It's excellent. It's sometimes very weird because it sounds like Epcot entrance music. Because he uses like Some weird synth-y. synth and stuff, yeah. but it's always interesting to listen. The to. The motifs are great. Mm-hmm. I mean, like any Hans Zimmer score, but because I had never seen this movie, I'm yeah. like, do I know this from they're somewhere? Not, like, they're not like heavy motifs. They're light motifs, and they're uh, great. Uh, yes. Um. No, but they're they're the kind of themes that you're like you instantly yeah. recognize them, even though you've never heard them before. Yeah. He's magic. Yeah. Um. All right, Kate, so How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. Do we re-release Special Edition or... Chuck it in the vault. Chuck it in the vault. With zippity-doo-dah. No, I think I, I re-release this. Um, Perfect World, I might make the characters a little bit more um, uh, gut-punchy. Mm. Um, I didn't necessarily get that out of the relationships. I liked the relationships a lot. Yeah. I like the dad. Yeah. Um, Stoic, is that his Stoic, name? Yeah. Um, they're I like... All, they're all named after attributes that invoke, like, fear or disgust or or anger. And so hiccup. So Stoic, hiccup. There's, like, puke and bile or stuff like that. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought there was probably a little bit more to be mined there. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's more screen time. I did appreciate what they did, and I did appreciate the unconventional ways that they approached the relationship, that it wasn't, I didn't know what was coming out of each character's mouth before it came in some parental relationships. You mm-hmm. can, you, it's like, you never listen to me. Well, that's because you don't listen to me. Like, no. it, sometimes it's phrased in a way where it's like, okay, I've seen this story before. I didn't feel that about this relationship, mm-hmm. but I could have used some more of it. Yeah. But it's really good. Yeah. It's really effective. It looks cool. It feels good. I like it. Re-release. Yeah. The only change I would make to this movie is to uh, put it in an arena with puppets and mm. animatronics. 
Um, so re-release the movie and re-release that show. Yes. Okay. There we go. Like, Instead of re-releasing Spirit, I'd like to use my re-release on that movie on the Arena Stage show. Also, um, I would. I like the way the characters are named. Mm-hmm. I think it is a clever thing, but <clears throat> Gobber, Fishlegs, Tough Nut, Rough Nut, Spittle Snout, Snout Loud. Those are character names. Now say are them, those his friends? Now say them back as if you remember them. Tough Nut, Rough Nut. Yeah. They're twins. There we go. That's it. They're yeah, they like, go there's right a, out of my head. I don't there's remember. There's a girl in this names. movie. There's yeah. like a love interest. That yeah. we haven't mentioned this entire podcast no, because she's not that's important. how little she, yeah, she she's like, like a love interest slash competition. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, but she wasn't really that important. That's all. She's yeah, kind of important for discovering for being the first person to discover that he was how to train a dragon. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. That's all. Cool. Well, that's these movies. Uh, we have tamed them yes. with our conversation. That's <laughs> they have chosen us that's right. to discuss them over a podcast. Yup. And we have succeeded. We killed it. And now we will release these films back into the wild yep. uh, for... Cool. So if you'd like to, to recommend a, a film to us, of course, please reach out. Uh, we do have... Um, uh, recommendation coming up next as mm-hmm. well. We have we have several recommendations kind of in the works over the next several months. Yeah, um, we have of course we have movies we want to do too. Yeah. Um. So we we've got another recommendation coming up. Then we've got like a couple of ours, and we yeah. keep mixing it up. Um. And Kate, do you want to give a hint as to what that pairing is going to be? Uh, yes, I do. Do you want me to give a hint? Um, no. Okay. R.I.P. Toys R Us. <laughs> R.I.P. Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. yeah that's fair. Um, so, yeah. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. So, um, thank you again to Hannah for recommending these two movies together. This was super fun yeah. to watch them, to, to discuss them with Movies that we'd never thought about. Like, we'd never really thought about Spirit. Uh and like we Just had no title. idea how to pair these, so we yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah. So if you have a pairing, if you yeah. have a single film you'd like us to take yeah, a look at. Yeah, if you're at. just like, look, I love this movie, pair it with something. Here's some ideas. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're happy to do that, too. Or if you have a great uh, new title for either one of these films, yeah, um, yeah hit us up on Twitter. Selmates Podcast. Facebook. Selmates Podcast. Email. Selmates Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and look at our website. Somispodcast.com. Where you can connect to all of those mediums as well. And we have... We have some news. We have something uh, coming up that we're a little excited about. Yeah. A little anxious about. <laughs> but we think it's going to be a lot of fun. You so, you may have you may have yeah. noticed our, our uh, episodes normally have like a season number and an episode number. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really released any like bonus special edition episodes. Yeah. Um, so to make up for that, <laughs> how about 
30. How about 30? So um, last episode we mentioned that like several of our friends just in real life, not yeah. even in, in relation to this podcast, uh, sent us the same link to this contest that Disney Plus is running where like... Uh, if you've got a lot of social media followers, we want you to win this contest mm-hmm. and watch 30 Disney Plus titles in 30 days and review or whatever. Uh, we're not going to put in the work to enter the contest. No, but especially we will, not for them. But we will have Disney Plus the day it comes out. Yes, we will. So we are, without a $1,000. <laughs> we're going to watch uh, 30 different things on Disney Plus and do mini episodes about each one. Yeah. The intention is for this to be stuff that we maybe haven't seen or haven't heard of. And we're just going to do like a tour of Disney+. Plus. Yeah. It, uh, won't, it won't necessarily be uh, a pairing. It won't necessarily be animated. I'm happy to watch A Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah, it won't necessarily be musical or good. But it, <laughs> it will, will be, be Disney. Disney. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't know how this is going to go, so no. join us. Yeah, we're excited to go on this adventure with you. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll retroactively get paid the thousand dollars. Yeah, who knows? Well, it's worth a shot. If you'd like to give us a thousand dollars, cellmates podcast at gmail.com. Um, cool. So for cellmates podcast, I've been Dick Ward, I've been Kate Phillips. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone who listens. Please. Rate and review us. Tell us uh, about us to all your friends, family, loved ones, your boss, your people you work with, uh, your parole officer, whoever you got and in your now, life. May you run and fly free. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Um, which movie would you like to summarize? Ooh, I would like <clears throat> to summarize How to Train Your Dragons, if you don't mind. Don't want to do Spirit? I can no. do Spirit. No, I feel like I can do Spirit in about 12 seconds. I don't know.